I'm actually at work right now, and I work at Sky Zone. So if you guys see me like disappear, that means like something bad happened. That's so awesome. Other than that, I should be good. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. I just started recording, so I think I've got my blooper already. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'll be interviewing the elite North Region champions, TC Boosh. Had a lot of fun, uh, you know, with uh, the team interviews with Goat and the Outsiders. So I'm looking forward to moving on to the next region and happy that you guys are, are down to hop on and talk dodgeball with me. Um, Eric, thank you for coordinating everybody. Um, I know you're no stranger to the podcast at this point, but let's just go ahead and start with just another simple introduction from you. Go ahead and give me your name, number, and uh, how long you've been playing with the team. We'll start there. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for thanks for having us on. Uh, my name's Eric, Captain T.C. Bush. I wear number 27 and started TC Bush back in 2014. Nice. Uh, does 27 have any significance to you? Significance to you? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it actually means a lot to me. I've That's the number I've always worn um, playing dodgeball. And basically, I left grad school when I was 27 and started playing baseball. Huh. And how I picked my baseball number was just how old I was. So I was 27 has just kind of stuck with me since then. Nice. I was actually going to guess if it had to do with something similar to, to when you started playing dodgeball. But so it was baseball then. Yeah. Yep. Started playing baseball when I was 27 and also started playing dodgeball at the same time, too. So I was 27 when I started playing dodgeball as well. Awesome. Uh, so that math works out. Nice. So, uh, college baseball, you said? Did I hear that right? No, 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 no. I played in a, uh, just amateur. I played in a, a Latino baseball league up here and then a couple town ball leagues in the Twin Cities. That's cool. Um, what position did you play? Uh, shortstop. Shortstop, nice. I kind of want to ask like the simple question, does that help translate into dodgeball? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Yeah, I played I played shortstop primarily, and then I, I would pitch off and on. I, w- I wasn't a regular pitcher, though, but I, I did get a little bit of experience pitching. Nice. Cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll probably dig into that a little bit more. Um, but I just want to go ahead and continue with the introduction. Sorry for the sidetrack there. But uh, how about you introduce yourself, Derek? We'll start, uh, move on to you. Yeah, Johnson. I uh, wear jersey number seven. Uh, I've been playing with TC Boosh for three years uh, since they invited me for the, I guess, the 2015 Elite Dodgeball season. Nice. And uh, any significance with the number seven? Um, I mean, that's just always been my favorite number. I've always had it growing up, playing any and all sports since I was younger. So I always try to keep it whenever I can. Sometimes it's not possible, but it worked out here. So definitely going to keep rolling with it. Nice. And you, uh, you go by Captain America, is that correct? Uh, I go by a lot of things. Um, you can call me whatever you want, but uh, yeah, that, that one works for me. That... Where did that come from? Uh, well, I, uh, I love the Avengers movies, and so when we were trying to you know, pick out names for the jerseys and stuff like that, like Johnson being such a common last name is just kind of boring to me. So I just picked a couple of the Avenger names and just stuck with them. Nice. Actually, uh, I meant to go back and ask Eric, did you have any nicknames at all, or you just go with Eric Stone? Um, 
I don't think I've had any nicknames really lately. People call me Stone, just my last name. That's typically what people will call me. Um, no, no, no nicknames though. I usually just have my last name on the back of my jersey. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm trying so hard to like impress upon you that you sound just like Archer and Coach McGurk, and uh, <laughs> the actor's name is uh, John Benjamin, and that's just going to be one of the things that I just latch onto forever. So I don't know. Maybe people call you Archer now after this, but you at least yeah. sound like him. So um, I'm not gonna let that go. Even even if you come back for another episode next week, I'll I'll be bringing it up. But uh, very cool. Well, let's move on to uh, Demonte. How about you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, name, number, and uh, how long you've been playing on the team? Um, well, my name is Demonte Cleveland, um, jersey number 14, and I've been playing. This is my second year at Boosh. Um, last year with them was my first um, ever elite season. Nice. And uh, any significance for 14? Um, I always. It's like my second number. I always try and go with number three, but um, someone on the team, Bizzle, already had the number three. So um, it's already just my backup. It's the year I graduated high school, so I just go with that. Oh, my God. Yeah, just remind me how young you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so, so you've been, I mean, you popped up all over the place. I remember seeing you in the 2016... Yeah, 2016, like, Deck the Balls tournament here in Phoenix. Um, yeah. Was that your first, like, rubber debut? Yeah, that was my first ever time playing. Um, I guess I, I was, I've been used to trampoline dodgeball because I work at Sky Zone. So the year before, I've just played trampoline dodgeball just against regulars that come here. And my mom lives in Arizona, so and she told me about that, and that was my first time ever playing, I guess you could say, floor dodgeball. Nice. I call it earth ball, but yeah, <laughs> do you, um, okay, cool. Well, we can, we can get into that a little bit later, but oh, well, awesome. So we got the intros, uh, covered and obviously we're missing, um, actually Eric, who, who are we missing? We're missing, um, Jeremy Meadows. Who else? Uh, Jeremy Meadows, Isaac Moros, uh, Cody Foley and Jeremy Bizzle. It's Cody's birthday today, so I'm sure he's out hanging out or doing something for his birthday today <laughs> probably not in a dodgeball talking state maybe that's fair yeah he may not be in the right state of mind for <laughs> a, a podcast today I'm, I'm definitely gonna get to uh cody foley um once all these recaps um subside and are done i'm gonna go back to good old interviewing so i got a list of people that are that i want to track down so that'll be that'll be good um yeah he'd be a good one for sure well cool well, let's go ahead and, and start with uh the name tc bush so um it's Twin Cities, right? That's where TC came from? Yep, yep. So TC stands for Twin Cities. Um, anyone who's not familiar with the area, we've got two big cities right next to each other, Minneapolis and St. Paul. And basically the only thing splitting them is the Mississippi River. So, yeah, that's where the TC comes from. And we primarily play a lot of 7-inch foam, like all of our open gyms around here are 7-inch foam. And so Boosh was just kind of something we would yell kind of early on after hitting someone really hard. And we just felt like it made kind of like a Boosh sound, or at least I did. Oh, wow. And we just yelled Boosh after like lighting someone up really well. Okay. So I, I think um, Sergio Leon commented on that because uh, Serge Ferrari asked, you know, what, what does Boosh mean? And I was always curious as well. And um, 
Sergio Leon said, oh, the sound of foam ball makes on impact. It's like, well, it can't be that simple, but I guess it is. That's what Colin Dowling was saying also. Yeah, yeah it really is that simple. Huh. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, that, that's pretty original. Um, just looking at some of the, like, the other team names that you know you come across, it, it's, I don't think there's any team name that has like a it's named after a specific sound, so. Um, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's unique. I like that. Um, and how long has the team been together to, uh, um, total? Like, when did the f- team first form? So we started in 2014. So I had played out in Hong Kong for uh, Team USA at the WDBF World Championships. And after coming back from that, I really wanted to start traveling more and, and get like a competitive traveling team together. And so that year we played, um, qualified for the UDC. Um, we went out to the UDC and then that was the last year that the NDL, or that was the first year after kind of everyone dropped out of the NDL. And so we actually played in the, I think it was the, the DWC that was NDL's thing. Um, we played in that when we were in Vegas for the UDC. And that was and 2014, right? Or 2014, yeah. Okay. So it actually yeah. happened then? Uh, they did. They did have it. Yep. And it was like, this was still, uh, Ed was still a part of Sky Zone and, and the UDC. He would do the commentary uh, for the Ultimate Dodgeball <clears throat> Championship. Right. And so teams that were signed up for. Um, the UDC got like a huge deal um, to just to come out and play in the w- the DWC, which was at the same time, basically. Right. Oh, so man. it was like, yeah, we're going to be in Vegas. We've never done this before. You know, the schedule for the UDC is pretty light. It's not a lot of dodgeball. I think we only played like seven matches total, probably. And so, yeah, we signed up for it and went out and checked it out and that's awesome probably seven or eight teams per division it was yeah it was not as big as it had been in previous years that's for sure with everyone leaving yeah i mean so i didn't know there was even one in 2014 because my last time going was 2013 and i went to every single one with the exception of 2009 and so um probably when demonte was like five years old i started which is (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, there was one in 2014, and then I'm pretty sure there was one in 2015 that was even slimmer, where they ended up doing like 4v4, and oh there was God. just barely anyone out there. I, I'm, I'd be hard-pressed to even think they, they tried again in 2015, and this is, um, I'm really glad somebody was there at 2014, because I'm, I'm trying to piece together like what actually went happened, or what happened, what went down, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably talk to you offline for that one because I'm going to need that information for another episode that's coming up. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I've got a lot of footage from it too, actually, oh, from heck, 2014. Yes, yes. Oh, this is great. We well, let's uh, let's not get down a rabbit hole just yet. Um, sure. that's, that's good to know. So, okay, so you, you played in the 2014 DWC and then you decided this is great. I want to form a team and you went into Elite's first um what, was was at least I guess no, it was the second season, twenty fifteen, right? When they went to Vegas again. Yep. Yeah. So twenty. Well, twenty fourteen, I think, was the first um, elite national championship in yep. Vegas. I, I could be wrong, but I played with Zephyr <clears throat> and uh, Run and Gun, and that was my first like time playing eight point five rubber. And then came back from that, 
and that's when I met Cody and Charlie um, at Sky Zone. And they actually, Cody, Charlie, and Isaac were just a big, like, foundational, just a big foundation of the team because they were just willing to travel. They were up to go anywhere. You know, I mean, I was just looking to travel anywhere. I didn't care how many teams there were. I just wanted to travel and play dodgeball. But I can't do it on my own. Um, and those guys were just always willing to travel and, you know, didn't care how many teams they were there were. And so we would just travel all over. For sure. And one of the first tournaments we went to, like with Cody, Charlie, Isaac, was um, an NDO tournament that was outdoors at uh, one of the minor league facilities or the spring tra- one of the spring training facilities out here in uh arizona right in phoenix yep yep okay I remember yeah that. that was one of the first like tournaments we that i played in with cody charlie together as tc bush awesome you bring up a lot of good uh good memories and and uh charlie how do you say his last name strizik 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 yeah so he's he's in the army now right that's where he went that's why he's no longer playing dodgeball Yep. Yeah, he's off in the military. Um, I saw he did a status update saying he's not dead, so that's that's good. <laughs> that's like everybody. He's, he's still alive. That's uh, yeah. They, they'll give you like in between training, you'll get a couple minutes to check your phone and and tell mom and dad and girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever that you're you're alive. And it's usually, hey guys, I'm not dead. I'll see you in another couple weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's what it was. Just hey, not dead, still alive. Well, good for him. It's it's good he's not dead, and um, so he's in basic training. I guess we'll probably hear from him a couple weeks from now. See where he's going to be stationed. Um, well, good for him. But um, yeah, I remember him being like a when I would think T.C. Bush, you know, I think of Jeremy Meadows. He stands out the most, and so does uh, Charlie because of his hair. For some reason, that's what I remembered. Um, cool. So you guys formed a team, and ever since then, you've been playing um, all the elites. And uh, looks like you guys do UDC as well. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Our, our rosters are, I mean, our rosters do fluctuate depending on the tournament or the league that we're, that we're playing in. Right. Um, I think that's something that is maybe unique about our team compared to some other teams. We do have, you know, some different rosters for, for different tournaments. For sure. Um, were there any teams that influenced your guys' play style? When you guys first formed up, or like, how did you guys find your, your like your rhythm or your your pace or your your style of play? Well, we grew up playing. You know, like when we started, it was it was Sky Zone, the the, the UDC, and then it was the Detroit Cup too. And both of those tournaments, the UDC and the Detroit Cup, have timed matches. And so basically. You know, it's not necessarily the team that gets everyone out that wins. It's the team that doesn't lose as many players as the other team. You know, if you've got more players in at the end of the three minutes or whatever it is, you win. And hmm. I, I think playing in those tournaments early on when we were forming, for me, really kind of shaped my approach to the game and my strategy. It, You know, it definitely created more of a, you know, not the opposite of a run and gun style of play more more of a strategic slow paced ball control style of game and i and i think it was playing in a lot of these timed tournaments when we first started that kind of that brought that on gotcha 
So not so much any like particular team influence your play. It's just more you guys reacted to what's presented to you, I guess, um, based on the format, style, and whatnot. That's kind of how you guys developed your your rhythm, so to speak. Yeah, that, I, that's a big thing that comes to mind when I think about our strategy and just think about how it how it started and where it came from. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, so throughout this whole series, were, were there any teams that gave you guys like the biggest challenge um, between round one, two, and three uh, for the North Regional tournaments for the elite base ones? Well, I'm, I'm not sure what Derek and Demonte think, but I, I would just say that you know Dynasty, Task Force, and Kraken are always really tough opponents and always played us really well. Yeah, it seemed like Dynasty was always like they they were your last step to uh, to, to 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 victory. But um, how about you, Derek? What, what teams like, do you remember were just um, really hard to get past, if any? Yeah, I would echo that sentiment for those three teams and just say, kind of in particular, um, you know, over the last couple of years, it was one of those things that had changed for us from you know previous years to this year with, you know, task forces has kind of always, you know, been that team that, you know, we've somewhat measured ourselves against. And in prior tournaments to this year, you know, whether or not we were, you know, seated higher or lower, whatever the case may be, I think, and, you know, you guys can disagree with me or kind of give me your thoughts on it. But I've always felt like, you know, just getting past task force has been one thing that we just hadn't quite been able to do until this year, those last couple of tournaments. I think that it's kind of been, you know, a turning point for us because all those guys on that team we respect so much. So, you know, just being able to to compete with them and kind of get over that hump was a big deal for us. So, do you think it was like a like a psychological uh, victory as well, or milestone to to get past them? Uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly would. You know, it was just one of those things where you know we we always knew we had it in us and just weren't able to to quite get there. So, to be able to you know come together as a team and just finally be able to you know do that and you know not only win um you know our first round um but then you know take the whole series i mean it was i mean that was huge for us would you say they give you guys a hard time because they they know you really well or um can you kind of speak to is it just like their raw skill or i i, I trying to get a, a good idea of like the regional because like you have some teams like for example here in, in arizona um heat will always give um, us a hard time because they we practice together all the time. We're like we're just by association. Um, it's kind of like a loose example, but that's kind of what I'm asking with with task force. Yeah, I I almost think that it, it isn't necessarily that because we play each other so much. I mean, I, I'd say we you know play them as much as you know some of the other teams that are there, but they're just so so much of an experienced team. Everybody on that roster but they just play so well, and especially in the playoffs. It doesn't matter you know, where they're seated at necessarily. They're always going to be one of those teams that's right there at the end. So for us to get past them you know, once and for all was um, kind of a big moment for us. Gotcha. How about you, uh, DeMonte? What are your thoughts on, on teams that gave you a hard time uh, throughout the series? Um, I'm going to agree with Derek and Eric. Um, cracking Task Force and Dynasty were just like the – Personally, the three teams that gave me um, as much trouble throughout the year. Um, but out of those three, I think Kraken was the biggest one for me. Just, I think everyone on their team like does everything well. Like, but plus the chemistry they have when they're all playing together. 
um, where um, I think his name is Brendan, and he played with them round three. I think that was just like they played the best in round three. I think it just when they're a complete team, I think Kraken is the one that gave me um, and us the most trouble throughout the year. Other than Taz, let's Gotcha. And yeah, so complete team, like they, everything's on, they've got everybody, they're healthy, just firing, firing all cylinders, they're just a tough team to, to get through. Yeah, I think round one and two, they either had someone get injured or someone not be there for both those rounds. And then I think round three, they finally had everyone, and I think they looked um, good as a team. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think Connor was gone round one, and then Brandon was gone round two for them. Yeah, yeah so you might remember, I, I think Tony might have talked about that in the in the round three recap. Um, Eric, I don't know if you remember, but I think that's, I remember yep. hearing that, the same thing. Yeah, they yeah they definitely didn't have their full roster for every round this year, and I, I would be surprised if, if Brandon wasn't an all-star for the Elite North this year. I, I know that we... Our team voted him as one of the all-stars for the Elite North. And who is this? Brendan who? Uh, I might butcher the last name, but Brendan Meisel? Brendan Meisel? <clears throat> Meisel Meisel. I'm sure I'm going to see him on Facebook now just uh, just because we're talking about it. Yeah, um, he's a NCDA player, plays for Grand Valley State University, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Oh, nice. Very cool. Um... So this other question might might sound kind of weird, but um, do you guys hang out a lot? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> this might sound kind of weird too, but we really don't. <laughs> oh, really? Um, for, I guess, a number of different reasons. Not because we don't like each other, but we're actually pretty spread out. Um, you know, we've got Jeremy and DeMonte out on the East Coast. Derek is down in Iowa. Um and then here in the cities, you know, Cody, Isaac, and I will get together for dodgeball mostly. Um, but apart from that, we all actually have like our own lives that, that we live and our social lives don't really intersect as much as people probably think they might. Right. Um, I think people looking at our team probably think, you know, maybe we're all like best friends and hang out all the time. And we all kind of have like our own social groups that we hang out in and have like very different interests and like hobbies apart from dodgeball. Huh. So do you, so the, um, oh, go ahead. the team is really diverse in that sense, like where everyone's living, what everyone's into and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a, and I keep, I keep commenting on this, but when I look at your guys's region, I just assume you're all clustered together and it just, it's not the case at all. Like I, I just remembered again. You know, Demonte's on the East Coast, as is Jeremy, and you know that's that's several hundred miles apart from each other. So yeah, it, for some reason, I got the impression that you guys are always together, but um, it might be like a, just a tribute to the fact that you guys can can get in sync come tournament time. So how, yeah, how do you guys like bridge that gap? Well, and I, sh I shouldn't say like you know we don't really like hang out at all, I and mean, we do have like dinners. Um, period like we'll have like a monthly dinner over at uh tanya and ashley's place that we'll get together and kind of hang out and play games and stuff and but and i guess demonte's not really on the east coast 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're in Ohio, right? Yeah, I'm in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, so that's the East Coast for me. It's it's. Just yeah, crazy. I was gonna say that. Like to me, that's East Coast. But Demonte is probably like, nah, I'm not on the East Coast. For sure. Uh, Eastern time zone, though. Yes, Eastern time zone. Yeah, so close enough for me. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Derek, you're gonna say something about the uh, like how you guys yeah, come together. Gonna, I'm I'm pretty sure that most people think I live in Minnesota because I want to say like 75% of the people I talk to and we have conversations are like, oh, I just thought you lived in Minneapolis. So basically like I live there, I guess. I'm glad it's not me. I feel a lot better now. Um, so you guys have like these monthly dinners and, and such. Um, I don't know why that, hold on, whoops. The dictionary just popped up. Need, need to increase my vocabulary, I guess. Um, yeah. So aside from like the uh, like the team dinners that you guys may have, like what else do you guys do to help um, get you guys uh, like in sync and online uh, come tournament time? Well, we have some uh, some threads together, like our team thread uh, through Messenger that we communicate on pretty regularly. I'll share videos and updates and. You know any footage that we have or highlights we'll we'll post in there so we'll we connect through there quite a bit in between um, tournaments and then i would say one of we you know we try to get together when we first get into town for a tournament we try to get together you know to go out to eat somewhere or stay at the same hotel That's so cool. that we're together for at least a little bit of time before the actual tournament starts gotcha and Earlier, we were kind of talking about like if um, if you guys had like a practice session today, uh, would that have just been between like you and um, and Cody and some of the other guys closer to you, or like do you guys just practice on your own individually? Well, here we've got a combined practice with Blitz. Um, that that's another Elite North team that's here in the cities, and so we have a practice on Thursday nights with them, and lately. It's, I mean, it's pretty much, it's always like Cody, Isaac, and I that are pretty much like always in no matter, no matter what. And there's actually been a lot of times where it's just the three of us there. Um, but we do have that like just standing practice night for Thursday nights. And that's where we primarily just practice 8.5 for Elite. And then we have like our seven inch foam open gym on, on Monday night that, that we all go to so i guess that could kind of be considered a a practice for seven inch foam but but our actual practices that we have thursday night we actually like it's actually very little scrimmaging it, it really is just all drills and situational stuff that we do gotcha and uh how about you derek do you have like uh practice sessions that you in engage in where you're at <laughs> uh no. <laughs> um, I started, the dodgeball doesn't really exist very much here in uh, Des Moines or in Iowa in general. So I started an open gym on Wednesdays uh, about a year or two ago. Uh, and that's been going fairly well. But, um, you know, I'm sure as Eric can attest to for their open gyms, it's um, just kind of a lot of haphazard, you know, stuff going on all over the place. Just kind of a, a time to work on some things and practice throwing and stuff like that. But as far as actual practices with others, um, unfortunately, no. Gotcha. So what do you do to stay in, in dodgeball shape? 
Uh, I play a lot of other sports. So uh, just as far as just like general shape and stuff like that, um, I play a lot of other sports. And then uh, occasionally or like every so often, like I'm trying to now um, prepare for a few other things just to get to uh, my gym. There's basketball courts there. Just do some throwing, things like that. Um, I've tried to convince some friends just to, you know, come with me, you know, once a week to just, you know, work on some throwing and a few other things and whatnot. So it's a, uh, it's a slow, slow moving process, but I'm hopefully trying to trend things in the right direction here in Iowa. Yeah, it'd be awesome to get uh, a dodgeball club chapter team, open gym league, something starting up uh, in that area. Cause I don't, I don't think there's anything out there either, but um, so for the most part, you just, you, you're a pretty active guy. You already stay in shape and you just play whatever sports you can to, to stay conditioned. Yeah, pretty, I guess. Much, pretty much any sport I can play. Um, I like to do that. So I'm, I'm pretty busy during the week with, you know, whatever athletic event I've got going on and, you know, softball and some other things help keep the arm in shape and stuff like that. But um, as far as actual, you know, dodgeball practices and stuff like that, working on certain skills, it's, uh, you know, doesn't always work out, but, you know, it I make do with what I've got available. Gotcha. That's well, uh, pretty impressive. I mean, to have a drought of dodgeball, but still be able to come in tournament time and, and, you know, play well and, and catch and do all those great things. That's, that's pretty cool. So you must be just doing something right. Um, yeah. Sometimes it takes me and Eric will certainly attest to it. Uh, a lot of times, you know, a couple, uh, matches into like our tournament, he's like, you awake yet? And I'm, you know, it just takes me a little <laughs> bit to get reacclimated and adjusted to tournament speed. Yeah. Got a dusty cobwebs off. Uh, how about you, Demonte? What do you what do you do? Um, do you have a lot of practice opportunities? I want to say yes, but I'll just go ahead and let you answer. Um, I actually don't have a lot of practice with um, eight point five. Um, I have a um, a UDC team here that we um, practice every Thursday nights and Sunday nights, and I get the um, no sting practice. But when it comes to practicing for um, eight point five, I'm normally just um, doing drills by myself, mostly. What uh, what kind of drills? Don't mind me asking. So I'm totally not going to steal them from you. Um, it's not. I wouldn't really say drills, but like I can go to like the gym and get some like throws off. Um, I I'm mostly there by myself, so I don't get to really practice catching. But I work on my throws. Um, it's like a little small area, so I get to um work on rushing to get the ball because that's what I do with Bush. Um, so things like that. Gotcha. When you uh, when you're throwing an 8.5 ball in the gym, do people look at you weird, or they just kind of not care? Yeah, yeah. Um, here and I'm at in Toledo. Dodgeball is not really a big thing unless you go to um, the local sky zone. So when I'm in there throwing a ball, most of the times I get like people walking past, just just staring like for a good two three minutes, just wondering what I'm doing, and then I have to explain the whole that like I play dodgeball, and they say like really does but i'm like yes dodgeball. Oh, yeah to go through the motions oh like the movie or oh man you play dodgeball or yeah 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 that's i mean been playing for a long time and i still get that so i, <laughs> I feel you on that one um well let's, let's kind of go into like some of the more individual questions and since we have you on uh Demonte, we'll start with you and i wanted to comment um it, i remember so like it was really cool seeing you play in the deck the balls and then Saw you again in Sin City. It seemed like you caused a bit of a ruckus there with some awesome catches. Um, and it just looked like you were going to every single tournament possible. You were just like touring the U.S. Uh, are you still doing that or? Um, not 
necessarily. That was um, when I when I was doing that, I was just an employee here at Sky Zone, so I could take like time off and leave to go do a lot of dodgeball. Now um, I got bumped up to a manager, so I'm working a bit more. But um, did, like last year, I, I couldn't go to the deck ball tournament or I didn't go to Sin City. But um, anything like local, like the um, Grand Rapids Open, I've done that twice. Um, and then UDC, I come out every year that I can. And I think um, Ohio Legacy, which is another elite team, I'm putting on a tournament the 18th, I want to say. I'm not really sure, but I plan on going to that also. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you move up in the, the ladder. They, they throw more responsibility on you and you have to get more yeah. tied down. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, do you... but, um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I plan on um, next year um, coming to going again back to Sin City and then going to the deck ball tournament because those were the first actual tournaments that I participated in. So with like got me into dodgeball and I think it'd be really cool to constantly keep going to those two tournaments. Yeah. Um, Sin City is a blast. It's, it's wild. It's a lot of fun though. Um, you said you might be able to go to this year's deck balls or next year's? Um, this, this year's coming up. I plan, I plan to go to that. Um, and this year for, well, next year for Sin City, I hopefully go to that. The first time I went, I was on a, I was 19 or 19 or 20. So I really couldn't do anything because I was too young, <laughs> but now I'm old enough. So it'd be more stuff to do after dodgeball. That's awesome. I'm the complete opposite. I, I don't do anything. I just go there, play dodgeball, and go home because I'm already hurting. <laughs> it's I've, I've been to yep, Vegas. I'm at that point, too. Yeah, I was just going to ask if, if you would agree with me, Eric, because you and I have probably oh, been absolutely. to Vegas a dozen times, if at minimum. So it, we're I'm burnt out. <laughs> it's like, oh, Vegas again. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. I didn't want to spoil it for you. I'm sure you'll you'll really enjoy Sin City now you're, you'll be of age. But um, <laughs> what was I going to ask? Um, I'll have to think of it later, but um, okay. So you've been playing dodgeball since 2015, as you said, um, at the Sky Zone, and uh, other sports you played were basketball and football. Uh, what position did you play in football? Um, I played running back and like um, junior high and stuff. And then when I went to high school, um, I played cornerback on defense. Nice. And are you still playing basketball and football, or is, uh, is it just work in dodgeball now? Just working dodgeball. Occasionally, my friends uh, were going like play basketball and so occasionally, but most of the time, it's just I try to get them to come play dodgeball with me. Gotcha. I remember what I was going to ask earlier. Um, do you come to Arizona often? Um, I do. I come a lot. Um, my mom actually lives there in Tempe. Oh, wow. So um, I come and visit um, probably like five or six times a year. Do you ever play uh, open gym or, or hop on uh, league play out here? No, um, I haven't. It seems like every time I come or like the time I'm there, it's like nothing's happening or like I'm too late for something. Like you just missed it. Yeah, it's always like, because I think I've seen a couple of posts from you saying, hey, is there anything going on? I'm like, oh man, you just missed this tournament or you just missed this open gym. But um, I, I think yeah. with some of the restructuring that's going on with uh, Cactus Dodgeball forming up, th there might be a little more consistency. So you should definitely uh, hit us up next time you're in town and you can play a dodgeball meet in oh, person. Uh, anywhere I go, I um, actually me and my mom travel a lot to different cities and um, 
we just got back from Belize recently, but I'm always looking to find dodgeball anywhere. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the greatest things about being a dodgeball player is you can just, for the most part, unless I guess you're in like Des Moines, you can be like, hey, is there any dodgeball action going on? And somebody will say, oh yeah, there's this, this, or that. Uh, I think it's really cool. Um, well, very cool. So let's go into what um, what role you currently play. So what I guess what position, if you have one, um, and what are you known for? Like, what do you contribute to the team without putting you on the spot? Um, I'm kind of, I play uh, right next to Eric on the right side, so I guess um, the middle. Um, and I think I'm known for, like, being a team player. Um, I literally go anywhere they ask me to go, any position, um, corner, straight middle, um, rush for the ball anywhere. But um, this year I've been um, – I've been working on my catching a lot. Like, I not with 8.4, 8.5 balls, but even, like, with the nose thing, and I, like, challenged myself to go for a lot of catches. And I, I think it's been paying off this season versus last season. Gotcha. So would you say, like, the best practice, and this might sound obvious, but uh, if you want to improve on catching, just go for them more instead of, like, yeah. like waiting for them to come to you? Like, you're more aggressive with, towards them? Yeah. Um, last year, um, I was just trying to be the normal um, sky zone player I was, and I was jumping a lot um, and, like, still getting hit, realizing I didn't have anything to bounce off of. And this year I was like, I'm just going to either make a quick dodge or try to snag it from somewhere. Gotcha. And, uh, Derek, in, in some of the recaps, uh, I've heard that you're, you're quite the catcher. Would you agree? Is that what helps make you improve on catching just to be more aggressive, or do you have, like, a type of methodology for, for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the just being prepared to, to do that whenever. Um, myself personally, and a lot of times I'll still find myself, you know, reaching probably a little bit too far than I should um, to go for those catches. But uh, you definitely have to have the right mindset to do so, but also not be too aggressive to where, you know, you're going to take yourself out unnecessarily by trying to go for a catch that, you know, you really had no business trying to, to go after in the first place. But yeah, best best practice. I mean, is just like Demonte said. I mean, just just trying to catch those balls and getting used to you know the different angles they're coming from and speeds and things like that. Yeah, going for catches you should you have no business going for is like the story of my life and maybe half of why I get out. I uh, especially like like baseball like catches. Like you think you have like a glove, so you're like, oh, I should totally reach for this one, and you just like why why do you do that? Like ten years, and yeah. still. It's it's been harder for me coming from just a sports background, you know, every other sport, you know, even if the ball, like you're taught to go after the ball, you know, football, basketball, stuff like that. So for dodgeball, it's a little different. It's been tougher for me to kind of acclimate to the fact that, you know, you got to let the ball come to you kind of in, in some of those situations and only go after those ones that are going to hit you. Yeah, that's why I ask is like I, I'm – always try to well and i fail most of the time to let the ball come to me instead of reach for it but i just i can't like i just can't undo that i mean since four years old i've been playing sports so it's hard to undo that wiring yep. glad to hear that somebody else has that issue um well i did have one more question for you uh demonte and that was uh the superstition question like do you have any weird um like rituals or or superstitions um Kind of picked that up from the Outsiders team interview. I thought that was kind of a cool, like, character question. So, <coughs> wanted to bring that over to this one. So, do you have like any uh, superstitions or rituals um, before you start playing? Um, 
Not really. Um, on the way, on the car ride, like to the gym, I like to listen to um, slow songs because I like to get calmed down before a big tournament. Um, but when I'm sitting there waiting for like games to start before we like start actually throwing and stuff, um, I like to watch a little of like live streams from either north, um, south, east, or west just to see how just just watch dodgeball before I actually start playing. Huh. It's funny because you're um you're not the only one that listens to slow songs to calm down. Um, Andrew Ketchum does that. Like he said, he'll listen to like classical piano or like Disney music uh, piano version to to calm down. Meanwhile, I'm like trying to listen to Tron music, like you know, super high paced stuff, just because I'm I'm too calm. But <laughs> it's kind of cool to hear that there's a, a reverse. Um, well, very cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and move to you, uh, Derek. Um, I just want to ask uh, if we can re reiterate how long have you been playing dodgeball total? Um, well, you know, when you growing up in years past, you know, a number of years ago, I mean, there would be random tournaments that popped up, you know, one time a year, something like that. But I really started playing uh, with Boosh uh, three years ago in the um, and they asked me to come to those tournaments. So, yeah, I, I first met those guys. Uh, I want to say Eric. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it 2014? Uh, 14 or 15 Iowa games? I think it was 2014. Was the first year that you guys came down for that, that tournament and we played? Okay, I, I think it might have been early 2015 because we were Boosh, and because yeah. that tournament was usually in like February or March, wasn't it? The Iowa yeah. games. Yeah, February, March. You might be right. I was just thinking there was a second year that we played against you guys, and that was before the elite season in 2015. But it might have been after that in 2016, the next year. I can't remember. Anyway, um, it was 2015 for that elite series when those guys asked me to to play with them, and um, that's pretty much kind of when I started tra traveling for those tournaments. And you said prior to that, you just kind of played in random tournaments here and there. I mean, there would be like a yearly tournament in Des Moines plus the Iowa games. So maybe like once or twice a year, I think I would do like one or the other one. Gotcha. Yeah, I forgot about that that drought. You kind of have to overcome. Um, yeah. Very cool. And you said you played pretty much like every sport out there. Was there anyone in particular that you're that you like stuck with? Um, I'm looking at like baseball, basketball, football, kickball, volleyball, softball. Yeah. So I mean, I play all those currently um growing up i played baseball uh and football but um yeah i mean now obviously baseball translates you know over to slow pitch softball so i have played that for a number of years i always loved playing kickball um which uh, i know a few others i know like cody and bizzle on our team they play a lot of kickball too um but uh yeah i've just always really enjoyed playing sports and staying active uh, and doing that and what I picked up on recently, I like playing a lot of spike ball. So, I'm sure, oh if God, Jake Mason ever gets this, he'll yell at me for that one. Yeah, I, I'm already uh, <laughs> spike ball. I'll just yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let Jake do the yelling. Uh, but I, I share his sentiment. Just huge eye roll. Um, what uh, what position did you play in baseball? I played outfield. So outfield, run around and get the ball type of thing. Yeah, talk about. Uh, catches you probably shouldn't be going for you have to like chase down that ball all the time so 
I played. Yeah, uh, doing that, and when I, I played football growing up too, and just playing flag football and stuff. Like I'm would always play wide receiver. So I mean, it's just it's tough to you know hold back sometimes from um, going after those balls that you shouldn't in dodgeball because it's just you know all those years of other sports ingrained in your mind. Yep. If I uh, if I ever see that happen uh, during nationals, I'll I'll know, man. Like I feel you, Derek. I understand. <laughs> um. So what role do you currently play um, on the team? Like, and and I'm just gonna assume you guys have positions, but positions, role, like where where are we gonna find you in, in the lineup? Yeah, I mean it's gonna shift and and fluctuate a little bit as the game goes, and I, I mean I think it also changes too depending on um, the style of ball that we're using, uh, what tournament it's in. So you know for the purposes of that question, I'll I'll uh, I'll talk about elite. Um, so mostly you know being in the middle and trying to get catches, um, you know, dodge the ball, take up some damage, um, just try and, you know, uh, do things that I can there in the middle to, to help out. Yeah, like I say, I like to absorb damage because, you know, because there's a, there's a pace and, a, and like a rhythm to elite, you know, it's we're going to throw, then they're going to throw. It's like almost very like revolutionary war style. And if you're pressing on the corners, like, you know, you're, there's a good chance you're going to survive the first like volley or two. And it's like, well, rest in peace, middle, or, or good luck to you, unless you have a solid, like, superstar catcher or somebody, like you said, can absorb the damage and, um, you know, not get hit or, or recover from that. Do you... Um, yeah. It's sometimes, depending on, you know, the team that we're playing against, if there's a moment where perhaps we lose ball control and, you know, we only end up with one or something like that, you know, I sometimes will say a little prayer when some of those guys are approaching to, to throw. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like cast like a cleric spell on them or something or try to protect your guys do you um do you think people go for you that's kind of like a weird question but so so i'm thinking okay if we're lined up we're gonna throw at you i'm looking at you know targets in the middle and i see you i'm like oh no no thanks i'll I'll pass do you feel like that happens to you or do you still get a lot of like um attacks or or do you draw a lot of fire so to speak um, I feel like early on when I first started playing, perhaps a lot of people um, didn't know who I was and I, I would get a lot of solo throws and, you know, that really helped me just learn also like how to catch the rubber balls and, and get better at it. And then as we've progressed in the elite season and I've gotten a little bit better at catching, I feel like now, um, you know, sometimes that might be the case where, you know, I'll see, you know, more than one ball coming at me or, you know, some less catchable balls. Some people have realized that I like to reach for them, and so I'll, I'll get a lot of those that, that uh, try to tempt me, and usually it works for the other team because I still can't hold myself back sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's definitely changed the the type of throws or, or kind of the ways the balls are, you know, thrown at me from, you know, the first 2015 season to now. Yeah, like people are going to be a little more conservative. They're not going to throw, like, uh, bucket shots they're going to be a little more like hey let's try to make them reach type of change yeah yeah absolutely yep I, I would i would definitely agree with that and i've tried um to make adjustments on my end too to you know kind of counter that um but yeah i i certainly would uh agree with that to a degree yeah that's that's the worst is like if somebody throws a ball you reach for it you know you shouldn't have and then they come up to you like oh yeah i know you're gonna reach so that's why i threw it i'm like well f you man i hate you get out of my head <laughs> i can't stop yep, this <laughs> yep 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 um i wanted to ask earlier so of all the sports that you play what's what's your favorite other than dodgeball of course um other than dodgeball um uh for 
you know, striking the the spike ball record since I know that stuff is going to be edited out anyway. Um, no, I'll fine. say you that can... <laughs> kickball is definitely my favorite. Um, I really enjoy playing that. The uh, I, I love the just the softball slash baseball concept and then being able to do the whole kicking thing too. So I, I really enjoy that one. So when you play kickball, is this like uh, like waka kickball or like the like the beer um, leagues or? It doesn't. It doesn't exist to that degree in Des Moines. There's no Waka in Des Moines, so just local mm. leagues here. And then I've actually come up to a, a tournament in Minneapolis a couple of times. That's a. I don't know if it's a Waka based tournament, but it's a it's a similar style and pretty competitive tournament that's up there. Gotcha. So it's not um, like like the adult recreational like three fourths of the team is hammered type of kickball. It's a little more serious. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little more com- competitive than that. Although those are those are pretty funny to observe sometimes. Yeah, they can be a they can be a show, um, but it's it's fun. So what what side? I don't want to get too into kickball, but I'm curious. Uh, do they still use that like gigantic like like three foot you know circumference ball or or diameter ball or? It depends on the the league that we'll play in, but some of them differ in the size. You know the. The really, really like kind of the larger. I mean, they're obviously the rubber ball, but the larger ones, uh, you'll have a little bit um, more difficulty scoring runs. So it'll be more, you know, low scoring, kind of like baseball, strategic, moving runners around, things like that. And then you'll have others where um, they've got a smaller ball, you can kick it farther. It's just a little bit more high paced and runs being scored, and just depends on the the type of league. Oh man, I would totally play with a smaller size ball because that gigantic it's thing. A, it's a blast playing with those for sure. Yeah, if, th- if those ever existed, I would sign me up like right away because uh, I hate the big ball because all it is is just bunting and I'm so clumsy at that thing. It's uh, it's, it's why I drink while playing. But um, let's go ahead and talk about spike ball real quick. Um, why, why do you like it so much? Um, I, I, you know, I, I just think it's fun. Um, it's fast-paced. Um, you know, you use a lot of techniques of hand-eye coordination and strategy, you know, ranging from being able to, you know, spike ball, hit the ball really hard, and then, you know, using finesse and putting touch on the ball for some some short shots and stuff, and I just I just like the pace of it. Um, I mean, I just enjoy it. It's just another sport or activity that I can play, and I'm all about variety. Yeah, that's fair. I think... Uh... I don't want to speak for Jake Mason, but the reason why I don't like it is because we're all here to play dodgeball. And when I see somebody bust out with like a basketball or another sport, I'm like, stop it. And like, we're, we're here to play dodgeball, like knock it off. And it's just also frustrating to see after dodgeball has been around since like 2004, 2003, you see stuff like spike ball and, and, and cornhole and darts and yo-yo championships on ESPN. You're like, what, what, what the heck, man? Why not dodgeball? So I don't really yeah, hate it. That one, that one still excuse me, frustrates me as well uh, as far as, you know, the visibility and the reach and being able to <clears throat> extend, um, you know, those who know about dodgeball and can watch it and can see uh, why it's so much fun and so popular and why, um, you know, it deserves to have more of an audience than it currently does. Um, without getting into too much detail, um, you know, those other sports um, – have found some pretty good ways to generate revenue and buy airtime. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're on those are on ESPN because they're more watchable or because they're better or better sports. They've just been able to, you know, find that niche to be able to purchase that airtime. And unfortunately, you know, that's the case currently. Yeah. 
One thing too about Spikeball is, uh, you know, you and I could, let's say we've never seen it before and we just happen to flip on ESPN2 and we see this happening. We're like, oh, we can go down to Walmart and go buy a Spikeball kit right now and we can go play. True. It's, and we don't yep, have to. And that's, yep. Exactly. So, no, I, I, I get the marketing and I get the, the scalability of it. It's just uh, like, uh, it's just like, oh, you play dodgeball like the movie? Fru- like, oh, come it's on. frustrating. Yep. We, we it's frustrating because you know that, you know, what you're doing and what you're playing is um, more watchable, is better, has more value, and you're just not able to, to get that point across to people without, you know, talking to them about it and having them, you know, bring up dodgeball the movie. So For sure. it's still an uphill battle. Absolutely. Um, very cool. Well, uh, the only other question I had was, uh, did you have any superstitions or any weird nuances or like pregame rituals? Um, I really don't have any superstitions um, unless you call excessive stretching uh, superstitions because uh, I find a way to have all little nicks and injuries prior to. So I've always got something to, to stretch out um, a good amount. So I've, I've learned as I've gotten older yeah demonte you'll get there um that you need to uh to stretch out and make sure that you know you're ready to go prior to those tournaments because they're long days yeah uh <laughs> I, I, just, I don't want to i don't want to hang up on you demonte but yes enjoy it while you can man it's <laughs> it comes for us all <laughs> uh, i used to be Believe it or not, I used to be that young guy playing dodgeball, and I'd see people like stretching out and eating right, and and just looking at me like, "You'll have your time, Steve." I'm like, never, I'll never go old. And now it, now it's come full circle. Yeah, before um before this started, um, I had like a plate of chicken fingers like right in front of me. Oh my god! Waiting on this to start, just eating them up, waiting. Just, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like I said, man, enjoy it, enjoy it while it lasts. Um. Well, very cool. Well, let's go ahead and, and uh, move on to uh, to you, Eric, and probably through a lot of the back and forth. I, I'm sure we've covered some of these questions, but um, let's just kind of reiterate it real quick. How long have you been playing dodgeball total? Um, I think you said uh, since you were 27. Was that right? Yep. Yeah, I started when I was, uh, or started in 2009. Um, a friend invited me out to uh, rec league here, and then I found... Uh, a reoccurring open gym at another rec center that I started going to regularly. Gotcha. And what was it about dodgeball that, that had you hooked? I mean, you, you started playing baseball around the same time. Why did dodgeball uh, stick with you? Oh, man, I just I just loved it. I mean, just being able to throw. I've always loved, like, just being able to throw. And, I you know, just growing up playing catch and playing baseball and, you know, just being able to throw a ball at someone as hard as you can. I mean, it was just, it was just awesome. Yeah, you remind me of this one, like, open gym session we had. Uh, I used to run this in Tucson, and these, like, frat dudes came by one time, and one guy was on the phone while playing. He had a ball in his hand. And he's like, dude, you have to come here. It's it's crazy. Like, you actually get to throw balls at people. It's insane. And he was just, like, so full of joy that you got to do that. And I was like, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's dodgeball. Like, you have full permission to... Um, like unload on people as hard as you can right right yeah I love seeing you know we have new people almost every week at our open gym and it's just it's really cool to see the new people come out and just knowing that any Monday night you know could be that next great player coming out or you know someone that just gets hooked on it and wants to travel and wants to really get into it so I always got my 
eyes open for that when when I'm playing too locally, just waiting for the next top players to come out. Yeah. That's a really cool thing to witness, like from from brand new person off the streets to okay, they're they're buying knee pads now they're taking this seriously or they came back, we just gave yeah. away to holy crap, they're jumping on, you know, maybe not the best team for now, but you know, you can slowly see their path like lay out for them. That's that's fun to watch. Been fortunate yeah, to there's that. definitely those steps that you see too. You know, like you said, like, you know, they come out without knee pads their first time, then all of a sudden you notice they've got knee pads, you notice they're there every week, you know, then they go to their first tournament then they travel out of town for their first tournament it's like these little milestones yeah all these progressive steps that we go through in our career it's funny it's like uh you can lay out like a like a set of goals for them and just like check off each one like oh this person's definitely on track to be in udc or he's he's looking at team usa and it's just funny how like when they buy gear for the for dodgeball that's how you know like it may have been like 20 dollars, but it's such a significant like investment you know they're gonna stick around Yeah, you know, they, they went out of their way to go to the store or to go online and were thinking about it and, you know, you know that they're really into it. That's funny. Um, yeah. So uh, let's go back to some of the sports. You said you played uh, baseball and soccer, I think, were some that you had listed. Yeah, baseball and soccer were my, I guess, my two main sports um, after I left grad school in my mid-20s. I, I played everything growing up. I mean baseball football basketball soccer wrestling um pretty much just played any sport that i could and then got in kind of got out got out of sports when i was in college and was just spending a lot of time studying and in grad school and working and internships and things like that um but then when i left grad school you know got into sports again gotcha um, is baseball your second favorite or which, which one would you say is your most favorite aside from dodgeball? Yeah. So I, baseball was my, was my top for a while, even while I was playing dodgeball. Um, but dodgeball has definitely taken over as, as the top. I actually had a wrist injury a few years ago, sliding into second base and it's my left wrist. And I, had actually a couple fractures and a small bone in my wrist that I never took care of until it was too late. So my, my left wrist actually has really limited mobility and I'll get arthritis in it and I just can't really swing a bat anymore because of it. So it basically ended my baseball career, um, which gave me more time to focus on dodgeball though. So then I was able to just pretty much focus everything on dodgeball and that's pretty much the only sport I play now is dodgeball. Gotcha. So I was going to ask, does that left injury, left wrist injury impact you at dodgeball at all? Or are you able to, to play around it? Yeah, it really hasn't affected me in dodgeball at all. I mean, it would have been career ending most likely if it was my, my right wrist, my throwing, my throwing hand. Um, but I'll, you know, notice that sometimes if I fall or brace myself on a fall, it'll, cause I, I have that limited mobility with it that'll just really hurt if I bend it a certain way. Gotcha. Um, but it's nothing that restricts me at all in dodgeball. I'm still able to catch and, and do everything with dodgeball, but I, I just really can't swing a bat anymore at all. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you, you need that in order to, to hit too, so that's, that definitely will take you out. It's good though that dodgeball right. gives you like a, I don't want to say like a second life, but you can still play to your fullest um, in a completely different sport and, and not have to you know 
sit out the rest of your your young your your youth i guess so to speak you can still be active right um, right yeah it would be pretty you know i think about that a lot you know just getting older just realizing that you know someday i'm not going to be a dodgeball player and i don't know when that day will come but it is kind of scary to think you know you know some serious injury you know it could happen at any time you know this could all be over so Yikes. i'm just trying to enjoy it as much as i can while while i'm able to compete at this level yeah that's bleak but that's i mean that's that's the reality and for truth. me it's yeah it's, it's yeah, not it's, a, it's the truth of it yeah for me it's not so much an injury it's just like i don't know um without segueing too quickly i was talking to eric tillman's um in, in our like i think it was like the first episode of the season and he was saying how he just got so done with um being completely beat up like he couldn't hold his daughter after like three days um because he's just so sore and, and and wrecked from from competing all day and that's when he realized like okay i'm 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 retiring now and uh I oh, mean, sure. everyone's gonna have their own individual reasons right when when we're finally gonna hang up the the knee pads for for the final time but yeah i'm just gonna pretend that doesn't exist and um keep looking at people like yourself <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. Super Dave and uh, Rob Hometown Immel to to keep playing. If, they're, they're, if they keep playing, I'm going to keep playing. So, oh sure, yeah. I always get a little nervous when a local player or teammate gets into a relationship too. You're like, I'm oh like, no, oh man. I hope this doesn't doesn't bring them away from dodgeball. Yep. Don't uh, don't fall in love. Don't get married. Don't have kids. Don't do that. We, we yeah, lose a lot stay of away. That. <laughs> or just you know set the tone early in the relationship. You know. Yep. Set those boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I hope we're not. I hope we're not like scaring you away, Demonte, with any of this talk, this old man speak. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's go ahead and, and ask uh, real quick. Uh, so, what role are you known for? Like, what position do you play for the team? And uh, again, like, I would ask Derek, where, where would we find you in the lineup? Oh sure. So uh, currently playing right wing. Um, so I'll start off on the rush, uh, going for that far right ball. I, I like to drop back really quick and activate that ball and see if I can get a shot off right away. That's kind of been something I've had success with lately. Um, but used to play the used to play the left wing. Still played the left wing for our UDC team. And then we have Alex Heeman on the on the right wing. Gotcha. Um. And what, what are you best known for? I mean, you listed some things here. Uh, looking mean, I guess I'll have to I'll find out nationals how mean you look. Um, but <laughs> yeah, of, I asked my girlfriend uh, do a, what I was known for. I, I couldn't really think of anything, and she said, uh, she said, looking mean, wearing headbands, and pointing and yelling at people. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw in there again. Shameless Archer plug. Uh, you should be known for your voice. I'm going to just continue to push okay. that. <laughs> I'll uh, take it. You said uh, you listed here a double catch versus rise in the 2017 Elite Nationals. Yeah, people I'll, people will bring that up to me in conversation a lot still. Um, the double catch I had out in Boston at Nationals. I guess that's something I've been known for. Is there is there footage of that by any chance? or I don't. Think yeah, I yeah there, is, there is footage out there. Um, I mean, I... Obviously, I wasn't going for a double catch. I think I don't know if anyone actually consciously thinks like I'm going to catch both of these balls coming at me. I mean, I'm sure that has happened, but um, I definitely was going for a catch, and I was 
because I, I had two balls in my hand and I was just going to sell out for a catch and uh, followed Jim's ball, which was at my chest, and then just got luck, lucky and, and Tim Fullerton's ball just stuck between my legs. Nice. I mean, if you'd intentionally caught with your legs, that that is legendary all-star status. Um, to be able to yeah, I would say don't believe anyone who said they were intentionally trying to catch a ball with their legs <laughs> no i uh i've seen people try and it, it never goes well um and, and i, I kind of agree with you i don't want to take away the double catch because it, it does require skill when it happens you, you know you don't freak out and you intentionally hone in on one ball and if you get another one bonus but i really i rarely think people actually intentionally caught two unless it's like one arm and then the other arm which i've only seen happen once twice actually one in league and I think Alan uh, Alan Stott yeah. yeah Alan was Alan says he was trying to catch both of those I, I've talked to him about that a few times I mean if you watch it, it and it looks like he was it looks yeah. like he really was going for both of those I think um, I think the first one was intentional and the second was just completely reactionary instinctual it was there he went for it and, and boom locked it in and right. yeah, I, again I don't want to take away from double catches they're, they're phenomenal but I think for the most part it's just good placement and you have a hell of a grip or something to, to secure that second one. And that's Alan Stott we're talking about. That was in the at the NDL. Was that a finals match that he did that? Yeah, that was 2010, uh, 2010 Rampage. finals. Yep, the championship game against uh, Hot Sauce. Okay, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I remember actually early on, you know, before I had started traveling or you know, kind of getting to know the dodgeball scene in the U.S., you know, going online and you watch all these videos. And I remember seeing that and just like, like instantly got down and, and did like 20 push-ups and was like, okay, I need to get better. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's awesome. Like, okay, the wow. You know, it's, I need to get better. I need to, I need to get out more. I need to play more. I got, I'm so glad people have that reaction. Like, it's not, oh, that looks way, way too good for me. Like, no, I'm going to drop and do 20 push-ups right now, or I'm going to come back, or I'm going to throw at a gym by myself, or I'm going to I'm going to get better so I can get on that level. And it's uh, it's just funny because if you watch a game from, like, 2010, like, what are, what are we doing? Like, what's... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that is not dodgeball. They, they look like they're lost. And, and that was, like, the highest level of competition at the time. And I just wonder, are we going to look 10 years from now and say the same thing about UDC and Elite and, um, you know, all, all these, like, high level tournaments are happening I just wonder if that's going to be the case but um, yeah, that's a good point you can really see how the game has evolved and progressed when you look at the footage from back in the day yep um, I want to ask a segue question to DeMonte real quick um, I don't know if I asked it earlier what what about dodgeball like hooked you like did you watch footage prior or did you just like hop into a game or like how did you say like yes this is what I want to do yeah, um, I was, when I got hired here, like, in 2015, I got hired in July, and it was right around the time as UDC, so I'd just be on YouTube, and i look up dodgeball videos, and i see the UDC games going on between um, Team Awesome and Doom, and I just saw those guys playing on trampolines, and I was like, oh, like, wow, like, I need to... Because I just, like, locally just play here against, like, random people that have come jump. Then I'd watch those videos, and I'm like, I suck <laughs> compared to what I'm watching. So I just went out to get better and start playing as much dodgeball as I could. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And the reason why I asked that, because I, I wonder like what clip you saw that might have like gave you that I suck moment, the one that drives you to keep getting better because you could have seen, you know, stuff from 2006, seven, eight. It's like, oh, yuck, like that, that looks terrible. <laughs> but I'm glad a, a good clip got you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say uh, what, what I think you're known for um, was that hilarious uh, catch where you're just like kind of leaning up against the wall all nonchalant and cool like and then like somebody throws a ball and you catch it without even trying to move and you just like chuck it aside <laughs> do you remember that yeah what yeah was- that was um we actually have um a team member tournament every year between three sky sky zones in the area and we were playing and we lost the game before that and i didn't play i sat out i was like just like making calls from the sideline and we lost that game and i felt like we were like better team and i was upset going into that game so that's why i was leaning on the back pass <laughs> and that guy just came and just put it all into his throw at me and i just nonchalantly <laughs> caught it and tossed it to the corner because i was still upset from the game before oh, that's awesome yeah i love watching that clip and then uh somebody commented like somebody commented like, like here's your ball peasant and then it was it was pretty hilarious <laughs> And uh, I tried doing something similar during a end of season tournament. And it didn't work out well for me. I, I just got hit, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was. Uh, I just wanted to comment on that because it something jogged my memory. Um, but going back to Eric real quick, um, you said no superstitions at all, but pregame habits and routines. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I'm. I'm really not superstitious at all, but I do have, I guess, some routines that I go through before a tournament. Um, I always like when I get to the hotel, I'll always hang up my jersey and my shirts and lay out my socks and shorts and leggings in a certain way, like mix up my my C4 pre-workout cocktail the night before. Um, Get to the gym. I'm never hungry in the morning, but I'll always just force myself to eat something in the morning before the tournament and then I guess there's the ritual taping I'll I'll wash my hands really good and dry them and then immediately after that I'll tape my fingers so they're ready to go Um, usually listen to either death metal or like some mashuga or some mudvane or slipknot or something like that Hmm. or like some 80s, 90s, like electro pop, like Duran Duran, Tears for Fears, um, stuff like that, which is obviously very different uh, <laughs> musical genres, but that's kind of what I'm into. We used to listen to Toto's Africa a lot as a team. That's a great song. Yeah, that was kind of our, our team song, really. So I think sometimes you'll see Africa references on some of our pictures or on the Boosh page. and. That's kind of where that comes from. We would we would listen to that before tournaments. That's awesome. I'm so glad it's becoming a meme because I'll if I catch it, I'll, I'll share some with you. They're they're pretty good, and I, I just love that song. And I'm I'm on my playlist uh, is some '80s music and some like '90s um, techno. I don't know if you want to call it that, but it's not as weird as Disney classical piano style music or uh, or Katy Perry, as one of the South kids said uh, in the other episode. But um, Good stuff. I'll be careful. I'm pretty sure Derek's a big Katy Perry fan. Whoa, no way. <laughs> team, That's, team isn't that one of your girls, man? 
No way. Team Taylor no. all the way. So you don't have – Katie is not one of your side girls at all? It's just all Taylor? Uh, Taylor, Kelly Clarkson, Ellie Goulding. Okay, that's that's the order. I, okay. I have I have one Ellie Goulding song on my playlist, so I agree. I, I'm okay with that one. Um, well, very cool. Well, I, I do want to go into uh, just the final, like, um, last uh, crowdsource questions. Um and that was, uh, and I'll just go down the line. We'll, we'll actually start with Derek since you've been kind of silent for a while. And that was, um, and Frankie Gianetto asked this one, uh, you guys play and do well at every ball type and style, uh, but what's your favorite? Um, my favorite is definitely seven inch foam. Um, all the, the, well, I guess I shouldn't say all of them, but the tournaments that have taken place around here in, in Iowa that I played in, they've all been foam tournaments. Uh, the first time I actually ever rubber ball was that first elite tournament in 2015 when I walked into the gym and was expecting it to be a foam tournament and they were rubber balls and Eric was like oh yeah I just mentioned that they use rubber balls and I was like nope sure didn't so I had to get um, you out man had to yeah. get you <laughs> so uh yeah seven inch foam is definitely my favorite that's what I've, I've grown up I guess playing with and that's what I like playing with most Gotcha. That's funny. Um, little deception there, but I guess it worked out because Derek's been playing ever since. So I guess good job there, Eric. Um, how about you, Demonte? What's your what's your favorite ball type and style? Um, I like the the no sling balls that they use for UDC, just because that's what I play most of. Like I play with those balls maybe like four times a week, so that's just what I'm used to. Fair enough. And uh, how about you, Eric? Yeah, for me, it's definitely seven-inch foam, and I mean, really, that's just because what I started with and played with for, you know, a couple years straight before playing with anything else or even knowing there was any other style, really. So, and I think I think that's probably true for a lot of players. It depends on what they start with and what they're used to, and that kind of shapes like their perspective and what their favorite style is. But it's it's definitely tough. You know, I used to say, you know, TC Bush were primarily a seven inch foam team. But I think as we've grown and played different types and have gotten successful and with different ball types, it's tough to say now, you know, that, that we have like a primary ball type because we're really down to play anything any any style and we've been able to have some success with with various different styles too but personally yeah my, i mean my favorite is seven inch foam like the wdbf style of play gotcha yeah that's a good point i mean i, I rag on foam all the time but that's like you know my mine's rubber no sting foam never cloth I, as i told rob I'll, I'll throw rocks before i start playing cloth but um I, I think in some parallel universe, I probably started with foam, and I probably love foam. So it, I think it's right. whatever, you, whatever you get baptized in, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. I think <clears throat> I think that goes a long way with what you what you start with. Uh, you know, if the open gyms around here had played with no sting, you know, that would probably be my main type. If it was eight point five, that probably would have you know been what I was into. Kind of sure. just depends on what you start with. For sure. Well, without starting. Uh, a fight of any kind. Felix uh, Peroni asked pizza or tacos. Um, Derek, <laughs> we'll start with you, man. Just, I guess if you had to pick one, 
uh, what kind of world we'd live in where you'd have to, but what would you pick? Oh, that was for you, Derek. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said <laughs> Eric. My apologies. Oh, no worries. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I would say tacos. I thought you were just like really thinking it over like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing You were just talking with him. My bad. <laughs> All good. Uh, let's see. How about you, Eric? Pizza. Pizza. All the way. That's tough. Um, oh, DeMonte, tiebreaker. Just weighing in his thoughts. It's oh. a tough decision. I think I'd rather have pizza than tacos. There you go. Ah. That's right, man. Man. I knew he'd side with this captain. There's <laughs> <laughs> just more, it's more types of pizza that I like than just a traditional taco. I mean, I guess that's fair, but there's also various variations of tacos too, especially if you're in Arizona. But yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Um, and then the last one I wanted to have because I'll, I'll save the last last question for for uh, you, Eric, because I saw this. But just real quick, what are your thoughts on Nationals, Derek? Um, I mean, you excited? You looking forward to it? Like, just do you have any final final thoughts after all the rounds are done and moving to Nationals? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's it's been big for us the last two rounds. Um, you know, winning the last couple of them and the overall series in the North. So that's that's certainly big um, for us here as Boosh. Um, you know, being in Minneapolis, uh, it's a much closer location or destination for me than the others have been. So um, it's not right there for me like it is for some of the guys, but it's a, a much shorter drive. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to, to playing against all the other teams that we don't get to see throughout the year and, um, you know, just kind of showing everyone what we can do. Awesome. Right, you the, uh, oh. the Taylor Swift concert? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were saying that earlier. <laughs> so it's like a, it's going to be a great week for you. Um, how about you, DeMonte? What, what last thoughts or thoughts do you have um, for Nationals going in? Um, I'm excited. Um, same as Derek, coming off round two and round three and being uh, North Series champions. Um, I feel like we have the momentum to carry us to doing uh, really great at Nationals. And I'm also really excited to see um, the other teams from the different regions. Um, I just love watching dodgeball. So a whole weekend of just seeing everyone play, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to feel very, very festive, like a holiday. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to it also. And just being able to talk to so many people over the course of this uh, this podcast, it's, it's just making me like look forward to it more and more. So I agree. Um, how about you, Eric? What are your thoughts on Nationals? Yeah, really excited for it, um, especially being here. Really grateful that uh, Mark and everyone from Elite um, decided to have it here. I think... Minneapolis is a great city. I know the location is, is out in the suburbs, but I hope people who haven't been here before are able to to see the city and get out a little bit because I, I think it's a great place. Lots to see, lots to do. Um, and as far as our team goes, I'm feeling really good about it. We had a lot of success this year, and you know our, our goal this year was just to win one round and you know to finally win our first our first North round and we were able to do that and then exceed that by, by getting the rings. So it was just a really successful year for us. And I hope that we can come out at nationals and, and 
and do really well and show up. And we did really well at nationals last year and had some pretty big upsets and made a big run. And I think we should, we should come in with a lot of confidence. You know, we get a lot of chemistry together and, and know how we play and how to play our game. And I think if we do that, we'll be, we'll be just fine and should be set to make a pretty good run. Awesome. That's just definitely exceeding expectations. Uh, like, Hey, let's just win round run to, uh, Oh, we've got rings now. Like that's that's pretty awesome, and speaks yeah. a lot to your guys's progression and, and journey. So it's been uh, been cool watching it from the sidelines, uh, from my perspective. Um, the last question I have is mostly going to be to you, Eric, and this was from Sergio Leone. He asked, um, "Do you and Blitz have like a rivalry because you guys rep Minnesota and battle for bragging rights? Um, is, that, is that fair to say, or what are your thoughts on that?" Um, I wouldn't say. I, I mean, it's it's been fairly one-sided um, between Blitz and Boosh. We, we all know each other. We all respect each other and get along. And we, we spend a lot of time practicing and playing together. We have met up a lot in a lot of different tournaments. Like, I think in the UDC of the last couple years, we've ended up facing off in elimination or being in the same pool together. Hmm. And then, you know, in Elite, we'll play each other also and i i mean i'd say it's been if anything you know a friendly rivalry um and they've progressed so much too when they first came out and i think they actually i don't think they beat us at all this year but i think it was last season they did beat us once in, in round robin i think that was the first time they'd ever beaten us in a tournament or any kind of competitive environment so and i i just remember you know kind of when it was over it was like well that's you know that's really cool i felt really good for those guys because i i felt like it's shown how much they've progressed and how better they've gotten and i i think they were actually the top seed at after round robin for one of the elite rounds last year oh wow so it's you know, the better they are, the more it builds up our area here and, and Twin Cities dodgeball and just the dodgeball here in Minneapolis and St. Paul. So I'm I'm all about that, about growing dodgeball here in this area. And if they're winning and doing really well, I, I feel like that makes us all, all look good. Yeah, for sure. And there's like some kind of saying where, you know, you can sharpening a knife with like a whetstone like you, you need both to get sharper I, i'm totally butchering it i'm, I'm probably gonna like re-edit <laughs> me saying it the right way but um it's i really, think you're probably thinking of um as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another yeah that was exactly what i was thinking i don't know what i said but that was perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm not religious at all but i actually i that's one of my favorite bible verses yeah it's, no i've 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 loved that verse for quite a while now same um i just i obviously don't remember as well as you do but that was perfect thank you for saving me there <laughs> I, yeah. I like the whetstone one better yeah i have to maybe i just invented that one but i'll think of it but i think uh i think or nailed what i was trying to say but um yeah and the reason i want to end with that question is because like you, you guys went from you know representing minnesota to now you're representing the north and so that's pretty pretty stellar and, and awesome to to see and um, definitely wish you guys the best of luck. It's going to be exciting watching everyone play. Um, kind of like what DeMonte said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all the other regions, looking forward to seeing how GOAT does, how um, the Outsiders do, 
trying to see if Doom's going to, you know, continue to dominate as, as they've been. Um, I'm just excited all around. So um, that's all I have. And I think we'll just end it there. And, and guys, thank you so much for, for spending your time to kind of let me know more about your team and, and your personalities. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to releasing this episode and letting people get to know you guys more. And yeah, I'll just uh, leave it at that. So thank you so much. Thanks, awesome. Steve. Appreciate it. Yep, you yeah, it. thanks it for having us, Steve. It was great. So that was the uh, Twin Cities Boosh team interview, and I really enjoyed it, um, as with the other teams, of course. Um, I always love a chance to learn more about teams, their history, and then also just being able to pick up on some of the uh, characteristics and nuances of the actual players that make up the team. Plus, as much as I would love to interview everyone that plays dodgeball, uh, this is just a great way for me to be able to scratch the surface uh, for many of the players that um, might not be able to get on to future episodes, or maybe I will, we'll see. But uh, in case you haven't guessed it, you know, I love going in rabbit holes, so it just adds more and more uh, content to, to produce, and I, I'm all for it. Um, huge thank you to everyone that submitted your questions, uh, especially with like about a day's notice. I will work on scheduling and planning my episodes in advance so I can get more in the future. Also, thank you guys so much, uh, Eric, DeMonte, and Derek, for sitting through the interview and spending time talking about dodgeball. It's, um, it's a passion of mine. I can do this all day, every day. So definitely appreciate you guys coming in there. And uh, best of luck in nationals. And like I've said for, for GOAT and the Outsiders, I'm, I'm super excited to see how this plays out. I'm, just, I'm really eager to watch how all these regions clash and, and just uh, how it all goes down. I don't think I've been any more excited for a nationals competition in my life, and I've gone through several. So. Uh, take that for 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 what you will um, that being said and as always your feedback questions concerns uh, recommendations all that stuff still always 100% welcome I'm always gonna ask for it always gonna be open to it and receptive and I hope that you guys have seen some of this stuff being applied so it doesn't just go through one and out the other um, anyway uh, that all being said um, till next episode have a great rest of your week and a great weekend and we'll catch you next time It's like a drinking game where every time I repeat myself, you have to take a shot, but people will probably die, so maybe not.